A search for answers leads the heroes throughout Atari, trying to piece together the events of the past few days and tie them to a single point. Could the spyglass found in the ruined workshop be the linchpin for the entire mystery? Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM, Trevor. And with me, I've got Ray, Jake, Micah, Todd, and Joe. Wow, Michael let you get through that whole list. I'm surprised. Right? I'm I Dawson. applaud my, Yeah, I applaud your restraint, Micah. <laughs> normally you yeah. something shit. I don't know. I'm feeling good. I enjoyed the last session. It was a very chill, no combat. Didn't feel the need to scream. So, you know, I'm looking forward to His this one. tummy's full cool. of millet. <laughs> somebody somebody threw a blanket over his cage i feel like every combat micah is just like it, it, micah is like a concerned mother watching her son's rough house <laughs> I Stop that it. Vibe with Solace. he's been chewing on a cuddle bone his beak's nice and sharp <laughs> micah i i don't want to hear about your frothing cloaca after i describe the fact that i've been cleaning sunflower seeds for the past three days Oh, God, keep talking that way. <laughs> I'm going to roll a natural 20. <laughs> All right, every guy. How are we doing tonight? Doing well. I have a question for you guys. No. Okay. All right. Jake, Fair what enough. do you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you guys want to talk about chili? <laughs> no, we're not talking Perfect. about chili nope, again. No more chili again. Uh, no, this ever. is much more relatable to our Zoomer audience than chili. <laughs> hey, you don't know. You don't know their lives, Micah. Don't say that. They might love chili. Okay, so um, <laughs> do you guys know what Cameo is? Yes. Uh, yes. Everybody knows what Cameo. Yeah. Joe, yeah. do you know what Cameo is? You're yeah, right. it's, you can basically pay a celebrity to to do like a little personalized message. Like right. uh, Gilbert Godfrey, for example, uh, advertises his <laughs> like, on Facebook. Is, is that your go-to? <laughs> like if anybody, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, like I mean, that's that's the most recent one I saw. Penn & Teller, I've seen them advertise it on Facebook too. I had no idea what this was before Raymond brought this up, like just before the show. Like, yeah, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. It's interesting. This, sounds like, this sounds like the stupidest fucking thing ever. Why would people spend money on this? <laughs> what do you mean? It's like video prostitution that you like. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Okay, so you could have uh, like Dolph Lundgren, probably. If I wanted like a budget Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, it's actual Arnold Schwarzenegger. Budget Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> did you just talk shit like that to Dolph Lundgren? I How did. dare you? <laughs> Dolph Lundgren almost fucking killed uh, what's-his-fuck in the middle is. of the Rocky films because he wanted him to actually punch him and he bruised his fucking heart. Yeah. I don't, I don't give a shit. Genuinely, awesome. I don't give a shit. Okay, let's let Ray do his thing because I feel sad for him now. <laughs> no, that's okay. I No, now, now I don't give a shit about anyone else's answer except now, Micah, if you were forced to get <laughs> a cameo from someone, who would it be? <laughs> I, I just looked is this up. Is Techno Viking available? I just looked this up. <laughs> And Rudy Giuliani is on cameo. That's what I was about to say is that Rudy Giuliani Wait, has a cameo. How much? How much? It's like 250 bucks. How I much think. today? Okay, $325 so for a personalized video for you or somebody else. 
$2,275 for business. <laughs> this is the that, weirest OnlyFans I've ever oh, yeah. seen. Yeah, right? Yeah. The fuck? Well, he's got to pay off all <laughs> of those fees that oh Trump won't pay off somehow. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Peter McGavin paid. is available. Yeah, but I think it's oh just the character. God. I don't think it's the right, actor. It I think it's just it the character of Shooter McGavin. The highest paid, which is ridiculous to me, the highest paid is, is Caitlyn Jenner at $2,500 for one video. Not for Whoa, business, hold on. for personal use. Hold on. I, I'm Wait, pretty sure Floyd Mayweather's higher. I just saw him at $15,000. The problem is, no matter what you send him, he can't read it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's such a hey waste. Guys, uh, welcome. Happy birthday. <laughs> Cheryl. And his name's Dominic. So, uh, my bad. Happy birthday, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. Micah sounds like uh, Rudy Giuliani's your go-to. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just because, like, I want, I want to ask him, like, what kind of scotch he likes. Because, you know, he... He's had a few. He's probably got some good <laughs> recommendations. Yeah, yo, Boss Baby is a cameo option. It's not even the actor that does Boss Baby. It's, it's just, just Boss person? Baby. Yeah, no, it's not Alec Baldwin. It's just, no, it's 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 well, well it is a Alec TV Baldwin. Show. No, there but is it's a Boss TV baby. show for Boss Baby yeah, now. It's is. probably the voice actor Why? for that. Oh, Why? is it? Oh my fucking yeah. god. Okay. Colin Mockery's available. Yeah. Now I uh really? I'm, I I'm, that's that. nice. He's awesome. He's also not doing a whole lot since, you know. I'm looking for somebody in particular, and I'm almost positive they're not going to be on here. You can search him. Top right. No. Oh, who no, is it? No, they're not here. I wanted to see if Christopher Maloney had his own cameo, so I could have him give me, like, a really, really cheesy, like, Law & Order, like, oh, I just found a teacher dead in the alley, school's out kind of thing, like John Mulaney's <laughs> bit. Yeah. Because I saw, I listened to that bit plenty of times and then the other day I was watching like the first several seasons of Law and Order and then there was an episode where they found a substitute teacher in an alley and instead of it being anybody else it was just it was just Taylor's like school's out bum, bum, <laughs> and I want that yeah. the person I want isn't on cameo and I don't think he ever oh. will be because he's like really reclusive at this point Avery Brooks oh, oh he, yeah. yeah yeah so he luck. was um, Benjamin Sisko in uh, Deep Space Nine but for people that are on there, also in Star Trek, uh, Doug Jones does one. So he's Saru on on Discovery, but he was uh, Billy Butcher in um, Hocus Pocus, and he was also the uh, dancing Moonface in the late night McDonald's commercial from the uh, mid nineties, and he was the. Uh, Thing in Pan's Labyrinth, the hands. Oh, he okay. was also he's like in everything Guillermo del Toro does. Shape of Water, Monster, mm-hmm. yep. Dan Jones, Doug Jones, Doug Jones. Oh, oh yeah, Lord. he's like the the best like in costume guy. Period. Yeah, yeah. Period. Really interesting story. If you ever get a chance, find there's a few people that talk uh, like do a little documentary on him. Very cool. History. Oh, one of the Dylan Playfair from Letterkenny has one too. That would actually be really funny. <laughs> I wonder I if get, you could get him to like chirp at you, like if you pay for a custom chirp. <laughs> Happies and nappies, bro. I don't. I, I don't. This is this isn't my top, but I would want Steve Harvey to give me the Steve Harvey deadpan face for just a minute straight. No worries. You just, well, you have to like look at him and say penis, and then yeah, he has exactly. to turn around and, and look at everybody else. Could you just find like the 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 one? Uh, um, what's the game uh, show? Family Feud. Yeah, Family Feud. Yeah. The one Family Feud episode where. Name something, uh, name a word that comes after pork. And and one guy said, you pine. <laughs> just like watch that YouTube video. Yeah, no, Steve Harvey has a conniption you fit. It. You yeah. don't even have to pay for it. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he just walks around. Not, he takes a minute 
to completely ignore the family that says that in their family member. And he just <laughs> looks at the audience and the camera and he's like, Coupon! <laughs> Show coupon on the board! <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, Chris Sabat's available too. He's not doing anything right now, but that'd be interesting. Really? Yeah. I want Vegeta to yell at me. <laughs> Tell you that you're worthless. I don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's Piccolo right there, dude. That's yeah. my second dad. God, I, I really... I really wish Bojack Horseman were on air long enough that they could incorporate this right. kind of thing into it. Yeah, because Bojack would definitely get he he would do that because he, he would have gotten a, going on. Yeah, right. Yeah. That would have been hilarious. Is Will Arnett on cameo? I wish. He's not. I love Just Will do Will Arnett. Arnett as Bojack on cameo. Right. Yeah. No. No. He's right. not. So you you brought this up. Obviously, you have an idea of some sort. I, you know, what's funny is I brought this up because I was like, I totally know who I would want, which. My favorite actor <clears throat> growing up all time, I'm just, I'm just Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey. I would love to just meet Jim Carrey and talk to him for 10 minutes. Um, but then I started looking through Cameo and I was like, there's so many, there's so many of these that there's like ones from my childhood. Like, like from, I never watched The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but um, there's, there's the dude, he was in Scrubs. I can't remember his name. It might, might Phil, Phil something. I can't remember his name. Oh yeah, that guy. Phil, not Phil Lamar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's Hooch from Scrubs. One of my favorite characters from Scrubs. And oh. just, I'd be like, I would love that guy to just Hooch is crazy me once. Just, just be so amazing. Just so, yeah. So. Yo, Mick Foley is on here for 24 hours for only $149. And I would let you know right now, <laughs> I would do that just, just so he could send me a cameo as him as the boulder. <laughs> yeah. The my boulder favorite. feels conflicted about fighting a little girl. I know there's a you can do a list and what's fun is to go to price low to high and you can see all the people. I saw uh, I did see this would actually be good as Gary Busey was on there. Colin like Maurice is on here. Thirty five bucks. Sure. <laughs> Michael Rappaport. It's funny that you said Kevin Sorbo because of the one I have in mind. You know who I you know, <laughs> you know who also I would love is Sir Ian McKellen to do Gandalf for me. That I would shit my pants. That is going to be the celebrity death that rocks my fucking world. When yeah, happens, when that happens, I'm not it's ready be for tragic. it. For me, that was Leonard Nimoy. Oh, I, yeah. I cried. I was on a job site and I had to go into a dark office and I cried for like five minutes. I yeah. was really sad when that's uh, so sad when Leonard Nimoy died. Well, I'm glad this has uh, started a great debate. Uh, David Fielding as Zordon from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pink Power Ranger. It's probably else. just some some dude in a pink Power Ranger costume, but it just says pink Power Ranger. Yep. Wait, try mine. Carl Urban. Oh, With a yeah, Carl oh, yeah, that would be fun. Yep, I want Carl. No. Kenny G? No. Oh, <laughs> Kenny G? Does he, yeah. Can you speak in saxophone? <laughs> I can. No, Man. he's not on there. I liked Carl Urban even. The first time I remember seeing him was in, I think, Hercules and Xena as he played Cupid. I think it was Cupid. I don't know. He was really fancy. Like like uh, bleach blonde hair. I, that's the old first time I saw him. Then I saw... Oh, Doom. Oh the Doom god. movie. I'm like, isn't that Cupid? Oh my god, they've got the mooch. Oh, this is weird, Anthony man. Scaramucci is available. Wait a minute. No, a Kenny mooch. G is on here. Yeah, I, that's why I said Kenny uh, G. Robert England? Huh. Yeah, of course it's he's crazy how many there. people, how much you're, you're You you're think Robert England wouldn't be on Cameo? Freddy Krueger? I mean, yeah, that may be his main source of income now. Well, isn't he like, you know, he's in a lot movies. of people's dreams already, so. 
<laughs> nightmares. That's that's Sorry. also the nightmares. same actor that played Roshrock in the um, uh, Watchmen film, wasn't it? Oh God, do we have Tony Todd? No. No, we have Tony, Tony Todd. Todd. I would love to. I thought the other guy, Tony Todd. No, sorry, the new guy, the new Tony Todd, is the same guy who played Rorschach. Yeah. Okay, Frankie okay. Munoz no. is only a hundred dollars. What's his name? Frankie Munoz. No, I just want to just Malcolm in the middle. That again. Seriously, no. though, Tony Todd is pretty what? rad. Is he on there? How much? Tony Todd. hundred bucks, dude. A hundred bucks for the real Candyman. Yeah. What? There's a there's a two hundred dollar cameo for Fiona the Hippo at the Cincinnati Zoo. Wait, wait, no, wait. I changed my mind if he's on. Whatever yes, freedom. yes, Phil Lamar is on Cameo. Yes! That's what I would do. That's a thousand percent what I would do. Is have talked to me in any myriad of different cartoons. Samurai Jack, Hermes Conrad. Yeah. Give me all. He voices Pangolier in Dota 2. I want it all. Give it to me. Tony Todd does about four characters in Dota as well. That's cute. Yeah, he's a busy guy. Dead Mouse is on here. He just wears a he just wears a helmet and doesn't talk. So there would just be a minute oh, of no. him. Oh just... no! Oh no! He's he's got a master class now. Oh, he, does no, he really? Yeah, yeah. yeah he has plenty of like he has a Twitch now. stream where he just like sits yeah. in a studio. Oh, he's he he yeah. He showed himself a long time ago. We're still waiting on Micah. Micah might actually hold out longer than than what the Dead Mouse Five. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. You know who is about to have a cameo? Yosef in this private conversation at the Otari Market. That was a really bad stretch, but I don't care. I had to get off of this. That segue was like a train and two buses. The segue has square wheels. Doesn't matter how far you lean, it's not moving. All right, so when we left last week, Yosef was trailing Rinsevinksy as she was heading to talk to uh, Kilcano Lathamar, the proprietor and, and leader of the Otari market, the Otari Farmers Guild, after they had uh, exchanged some words about the possible presence of a lycanthrope in the form of Jal Mesmin, thought dead for the past 10 or so years in the town. Uh, but this was after some other interesting uh, dialogue between them and, and Rin where we determined that that telescope that they found was extremely rare and, and very finely crafted. Uh, the scope of the trip into the gauntlet for Billiam and Solus has been expanded by the mayor due to the assault from the gauntlet on the town and things are just kind of opening up. It, it went from a tiny little mystery to something that 
you know, really threatens the town and, and the well-being of the people in it. Well, last week, uh, Yosef was sneaking up to the side of the building. And as he reached the side of the building, he felt a wave of, of sire, heard a wave of silence the closer he got. Just as a trio of bounty hunters with silver accoutrement, wolf's heads and the like, approached the Otari market. They go to open the door and walk right in silently. And I guess they haven't noticed yet that there's this silence overtaking the building or at least the, the zone near the door. Yosef, what do you do as this is all happening? So are they like walking inside? They are. They're walking to the market door specifically. It's like, uh, I call it the market. There's a big outdoor market, and this is where Kilcano lives, and he's essentially the head of the Farmer's Guild for Otari. Okay. So there's like this big open air, kind of, I guess, like a bazaar? Yeah, kind of like that. And... It's, I, I was following Rin, but I see the werewolf hunters go into this building, you said? Right. When you get to this building, you felt the tingle of magic because you recognized it as you get closer. A, a spell that silences has been cast in the area because the, the sound is completely deadened. And as you are trying to figure out what's going on and, and see if there's some way you can see in or hear in, you see those bounty hunters, mercenaries, approaching the building <laughs> to go in. Okay. And just to refresh my memory, where is Rin? Rin is inside. Oh, so she already you followed went in, her. Right? She already, she, you could assume that she already went in. I'm not sure that you saw her go in, but you followed her into this area. She's no longer around. Okay. And there's like a cloying shade of magic deadening the audio around the Otari market. Okay. And I guess I'll just wait for them to go inside and then follow. I want to see where this goes. Because if, all right, well they head on in. Are you going to try to do the stealthily, or I'm going to try to, and if you know, okay, we'll, we'll let see what me, happens after that. I'm going to get your stealth rollage. Be careful, damn. Right, this is this is going to be interesting. I'm in the jungle, baby. I'm going to die. Right, welcome to the jungle. The worst here day by day. We're following an animal as it sneaks around the way. Sorry. <laughs> He's a very sexy rat. <laughs> very hard to please. <laughs> if you got the money, honey, we got your disease. And your pasties. Also, your pasties. Don't forget about your pasties. <laughs> What is going on? You're going to want some tea! <laughs> Please Why leave all of this in. Why did we complete that? Why did we complete that? I don't know. I couldn't let it sit. <laughs> Stay tuned I'm really for sorry. full studio album released on the Patreon. Yep, there we go. Yeah, Trevor plays saxophone. <laughs> What's that song, Careless Whisper? Do you, is that the only song you know? Because that's the only song I know if I played saxophone. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, um, I want to silently follow... Uh, all right, into um, this room. Now, a uh, question: Is this magical silence going to give me any kind of a bonus as to being undetected, seeing as how I'm not going to make a lot of noise? Perhaps you're not sure exactly how this works, though. That is true. Okay, so I I, I wait for the maybe lycanthrope hunters to walk into this magically silenced area, and I casually follow without notice. Hopefully, you um. You make your way in and uh, as stealthily as you can behind them. 
and you kind of it's almost like you push through a barrier of silence uh, and you open the door and uh, the problem is you've opened the door and this 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 room that you go into is, is not very large uh, it's almost like a a living room this is obviously where Kilcano lives as well um, and you are not seen but you're not sure that you're not noticed right you, you oh so they think maybe somebody's listening but they can't right determine you if it's you, me. you snuck in pretty effectively but not effectively enough that they're not aware that something they they they're on the lookout i guess is the best way to put it like maybe so this is like Kilkano's house we're saying yes so maybe i like knocked over a cup or something as i scurried behind a shelf maybe but as you get in there it's like you pass a barrier of silence and then you can hear everything again and um you, as soon as you walk in, you hear in. So this, these, these are the people that you brought into this town, based on your paranoia and suppositions. Kilcano looks at her like, "I'm convinced that Joel is still alive. Willie wouldn't believe me." And Rin cuts him off. Willie wouldn't do anything, anything, to get back in your good graces. That's the only thing that she believes in anymore, is trying to heal your pain. And if she can feed into your delusions to do so, she absolutely will. Jaw is dead. I saw him plummet into the water. Nobody could have survived that. And one of the bounty hunters, mercenaries, whatever you call them, is like, well, we could find out if he's dead or not. We've killed hundreds of werewolves. Yes, but you're wasting your time. He's not here. There's no way he's here. Kilcano looks a little dejected. Well, perhaps you're right, but I, I need closure. I, I need to know. I need to know what happened. Will that bring her back? How about you paying these men? What was he paying you? Another one of the bounty hunters pipes up. That's that's not really any of your concern now, is it? He's, you're not paying us. He is. Kilcano kind of grunts and says, 50 gold offered 50 gold 10 now 40 when I have his head you know that's worth at least 6 months of your livelihood Kilkano is that really worth it to you to just throw it away on a fantasy I can't tell you what to do with your money but I can tell you this I've lost people can't live as long as I have without losing people but if you never move past them, you'll never realize the people that you still have. And with that, she leaves. You're still in there. Yeah. Yosef is, has been listening to this whole thing. And up until now, he was listening. And Yosef himself, like as part of his mind and my mind, I don't think that Yosef believed that what he's heard. Because this is obviously years and years before he even got to town. That, that Jarl, Jarl, sorry. Um is past, just based on what he's heard from other people, Kilcano and, you know, maybe even Rin in the, you know, the times that we talk now and again, but there was that part where she was like, nobody could have survived a fall like that, and Yosef thinks to himself, well, it's not always true. And it gives him reason to maybe doubt his own uh, hesitance in believing this story and gives him something to think about as he tries to sneak back out of Kilcano's house. As you leave again, 
or attempt to leave again. One of the three, the one that hasn't spoken yet, he uh, looks over his shoulder. It's like, don't think I don't know you're here. Why don't you come out now? Save us all the embarrassment. So Yosef will just stand straight up and he'll be like, very perceptive. Proud of you. Now what? Are you going to shake me down or say anything? Because I snuck in and listened to your conversation? No, no, it just seems a little rude. It might have been, but at the same time, I also watched Rin storm out of her house and come down, Kira. I wanted to make sure things were okay. Are we going to have a problem with you? We have no quarrel with you, rat man. If you call me rat, you will. It's Yosoki, and I prefer you respect my name. Thank you. And if you want to go on this mindless chase looking for a dead dog, be my fucking guest. But next time, you can at least give me the platitudes I'm deserved. It'll call me the best pastry chef in this fucking town for nothing. It's called a pasty. <laughs> now, I was here originally to follow Rin to make sure that she didn't do anything she regretted because she seemed quite upset upon leaving her home to come talk to you, Kilkano. And I understand your grief and your loss. Well, do you? You know what? No. No, I'm not going to look you in your eyes and tell you that I know what it's like to lose a loved one like you have. Because I don't. And I may be a lot of things. But what I'm not is a fucking rat. Or a liar. Now, to be completely honest, I do have sympathy for you. And it wouldn't be the first time in my life I've heard of somebody surviving an impossible fault they shouldn't have. I'm not going to stop you for looking for this man. But being in this, or at least adjacent to the line of work that you are now dipping your toes into, you're not going to find what you want with him dead. That I can guarantee. Now, am I free to go? You never weren't free to go. Good. Now leave. Interesting. Interesting. So do you head back to Rin? Do you, do you try to catch up to Rin? And, or do you do you keep this a secret from her? No, because part of me thinks she also knew I was there. Okay. Um, are you going to head back to her place? What has everybody else done after Yosef leaves? Well, I think I was going to take a nap because I am burnt. Like, all my spells are gone. Right. Uh, Billiam, Tovin, and Solas had decided we were going somewhere. I don't remember exactly where that was. Dawnflower Library. Hey, remember, man, you got Wellspring magic. You can get those slots back. Yes, because up to one there. more because it's four a.m. and I've already used one. Fair enough. I'll follow them. I I shouldn't take it. Yeah, separating yourself from the party is not a good idea. I remember you guys were Ever. going to go see um, Vandy Banderdash to ask about because the telescope. She was, yeah, yeah, it was for the telescope. That's right. I couldn't That's remember right. what it was for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's anything that I can really gain talking to Rin any more than I already have. And, I mean, those... The werewolf hunters didn't really give me any kind of useful information. Yosef just gets really upset when people call him a rat instead of a Yosoki. Because there's a fucking difference. <laughs> how, do you feel, how do you feel about vermin? Because that's happened several times. I'll gut you. <laughs> what about just general implications, right? Like, is he getting pissed off at Cash Hack every time he talks about making him a bed with, like, some sawdust? <laughs> Bipedal capybara. 
I would be much larger if I was a capybara. Uh, I don't know. What are they? 35, 40 pounds? No. Yeah, but how much is a rat? Like by that logic, like a nutria is like 35 to 40 pounds. Well, capybara, the biggest. Yeah. So were they like 50? 45, Mm -hmm. 50? 77 to 150 pounds. Really? I know people eat them. And that's a lot of rat chow. All right, so everybody is going to head down. You to guys know what the life expectancy library? is of a capybara? <laughs> Eight to I, ten years. I, say, I guess it would be at least a decade. How old is Joseph? I think I said I was 47. Dear God. <laughs> it's an anomaly. I, I can pull up my character sheet real quick and take 46. My bad. No. 46. He's, yeah, he's yep. pushing the average, isn't he? Yosoki uh, live use? on average to be about 60 years old. So, yeah, he's getting up there. Okay. All right. So, Dawnflower Library, gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. All right. You make it down south of Dawnflower Library. Um, you see that there's a few acolytes that are still trying to deal with the, the undead. Um, there's a couple up on the roof where some of them flung themselves off hard enough to spatter off the roof of the Dawnflower Library as they fell to the ground. They're trying to clean the, the domes off of the, the chapel. Foul. Tovin, why don't you take the lead on this one? You, you're more familiar with Rin than I am. Um. Okay. I'm also pretty tight with Vandy. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's true. You make your way in, and... Um, there are a bunch of acolytes also inside that seem to be tending to uh, the people that were scared, panicked, frightened, and the like. Um, just trying to give them succor of some some sort. Uh, tending to the wounds of some of the guards that uh, were injured. Uh, and you you see that Vandy is, is kneeling in front of a small child. Uh, doesn't look very injured, but obviously very, very distraught. Has a little scratch on his arm. Um, and she's kind of, you know, patting it and saying how much of a, a big boy he is and how brave he's been through all of this and thanking him for protecting his mother and, you know, just, just doing things that you would to a seven, eight-year-old kid that that is hurt and scared, right? Um, and as you approach, she sees you and uh, are you... You continue to take care of your, your mother. You, you've done such a great job. You've done such a great job. Please, please uh, take her home and, and let her get some rest. You can guard her all day if you want to. And he's like, okay, th- thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Fandy. And they leave. Gentlemen, what can I help you with? Oh, I see you've met up with uh, Kashak as well. Kashak, I did I have not seen you in a few days. How, How is it going, sir? Uh, Miss Bandadash, a pleasure as always. I was looking for that shopkeeper and uh, managed to find myself distracted in a graveyard besieged by the walking dead. Uh, it would turn out the walking re-dead, thankfully. <laughs> Thanks to this group of uh, intrepid adventurers I seem to have found. I believe they had some questions for you uh, regarding a particular artifact. An artifact, you say, Always interested to see what people have found, but well, it must be very important to, to come in on a day such as this. I'm so sorry. 
we talked to Rin earlier, and she's the one who who said that this was a Mastercraft super duper right. excellent. Yep. Okay, yep. Yeah, that is correct. Sorry, she doesn't know anything else about it. She couldn't tell you anything else about it other than I was just making sure this wasn't rehashing the conversation with her. I'm sorry. I, I, I believe Yosef's reasoning for trying to like tell you guys to go there is because she had the most information on anything to do with the Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah she's so brilliant. so well, if she's in the library. It, well, I mean, yeah, but they also, like, you know, they had written <laughs> accounts and, like, also portraits of Belcora and other, and, like, the, the, uh, yeah. Uh, and we don't want to sell guard, a quest item guard. accidentally. <laughs> right? right? If so, this could come in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Rin could only tell us that it was, like, one of a kind, but, like, my thinking is Vandy might know more about this story wise and why it's important. Like, I feel like there's more to it than just some fucking weird mini elf wanted it. But I'm not going to be in this scene because I'm busy dealing with werewolf hunters. Could have fooled me with all the dialogue. Jesus. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Artifact, yes. What, what do you have exactly? Uh, Tobin's going to pull out the, the telescope and, and hold on. Uh, the, the collapsible telescope. And it's collapsible. <laughs> no, I, I, we found this in the, in the ruins of uh, at the Gauntlet in a... Uh, little section behind the actual tower um what do you make of this like we took it to rin and uh despite all her travels and experience she really couldn't place much on this other than the fact that it's exquisite quality uh dude is there do you have anything in your anals annals 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 <laughs> pretty sure it's annals uh do, check your anus <laughs> is there any information is there any information about this this uh I don't know, amazing device in somewhere amongst these musty pages. Musty. And she takes it and, and holds it up to the light. Well, it's uh, very, very well made. That's for certain. Uh, she starts looking around the uh, edge of the eyepiece very closely. Perhaps there's a forger's marker. A maker's mark of some sort. She keeps looking and finds. Uh, she runs her finger across. She's like these very fine grooves. This is this is exquisite work right here. These are the type of things that normally you wouldn't worry about in a, in a piece of equipment like this. It's not like it gets a lot of movement with your fingers or anything. It's just this is just the craftsman showing off at this point. And then opens it and feels the smoothness of the the action. You know, how it pulls out smoothly with no grinding or scraping. There's no worn lines on the casing of the spyglass at all. So I've never seen anything like this. This is this is like the culmination of a life's work for someone. It's spectacular. She looks at the lens. She says, this, this is peculiar. It's very peculiar. And um, she takes it, looks into the light, directly into the light of the sun with it. And uh, smart. She No, hold on. <laughs> and she pulls right. back and she's like, just as I suspected. It's not magical per se, but it's a special type of material called void glass. It doesn't quite uh, interact with the sun the way that you would expect. You look directly at it and it 
seems to attenuate its effects, if you will. It's very, very rare material, very, very expensive. Not something you'd, you'd use for common work. As I said, this is master craftsmanship work. I don't know exactly what the purpose of it would have been. Not sure who would have made it, but it is extraordinary. Do you have any idea where it may have came from other than the ruins itself? We do, but we do know that it came from uh, the study of uh, one Volok Azenre. Azrene? Is it Azrene or Azenre? Azrene. Azrene. Damn it, you got it right, Micah. He's supposed to be like Belcora's understudy or something, right? Or apprentice? Azrene. Volok Azrene. Hmm. No, the name doesn't seem familiar to me. That being said, in the fall of the gauntlet, many of Belcor's lieutenants fled into the swamp, never to return. Would not surprise me if he was among them. He may be long dead, for all we know. But the name does not give me any specific memory. I'm sorry I can't help you more than that. From, from what we've gathered so far, he was an a understudy of uh, Belcor's. Hmm. Does that, does that ring a bell? As I said, the majority of her minions fled. The ones that did not went deeper into the gauntlet. Perhaps he was one of those. Well, I mean, it was right out back. <laughs> Couldn't miss him. You could see him from anywhere. Do you perhaps know anything about any of her other apprentices or understudies? Capabilities, perhaps. What they were engaged in? No, when the, the Dawn Guard cleared out the gauntlet, they did not... When they did so, there, there was nobody in this town. They, there was nobody to investigate. Everything is based on first-hand accounts of them, and if they didn't provide the information, it's lost to time. And what did they clear out? From what they left behind, there were some undead. Uh, the upper floors looked... Uh, Intelligent undead, mind you, not simple mindless zombies. Uh, Belcor herself, a couple shadows, nothing that bears much note, nothing that would have been a right hand man or lieutenant of any sort. It's thought that those disappeared, but nobody really ever asked the Dawn Guard about that. I really wish I could somehow go back. And speak to some of them. Now, this is very important. Did they make any mention of any sort of beings or creatures that were perhaps driven downwards? Nothing in particular. Uh, they said that they heard howling and, and activity below, but they seemed to be very single-minded in their purpose to seek out Belcora herself once they had found her. I'm not sure that they really cared about anything else. I feel like they've uh, destroyed the root and the vine will wither, so to speak. But the root rarely lies on the surface. This is true. This is true. Their judgment may have been clouded by the loss of their comrade. I will consult some reading this evening and and see if I can... uh, See if I can find anything for you, but... I have some more pressing business to attend to. Some of the acolytes of Phrasma are, are very worried about the state of the tombs and the, the mausoleums. In fact, it seems that someone may have made off with 
some relics in a couple of the tombs. I need to be investigating these things. I'm sure they could rest easy knowing that they were already laid to rest once. Many of these tombs were sealed by the Phrasman acolytes, never to be opened again. It's very, very troubling to them. And as a spiritual leader of this town, I need to be aware of the entirety of the flock, not just those that worship Serenre. Of course. You should advocate for a cremation. I hear those are incredibly difficult to raise. You know, I'll put that down on my book. By the cleansing flame of the Dawnflower herself. Brilliant. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some injuries to attend to and, and the matter of these missing relics. Yes, of course. Good day to you. So? Well, that was a lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. We didn't learn anything. I mean, if she didn't know anything, she'd certainly tried her best. <laughs> How do you know? You don't know what her best is. Can we roll something to maybe recall knowledge on Void Glass? Like what it does, maybe an arcana or something to know what else, what yeah. possible use it could have? Sure. Let me okay. uh, get that for you. I'll take care of that for you guys. Thanks, baby. Is this like, um, is this like, which system was that? Mothership where you can make cases to roll other things? <laughs> I mean, yeah. to, to some extent, yes. You can say, well, I, I think that this skill or this lore I have will be useful for XYZ. I think Arcana makes sense for this. Um, void Glass can hone in on sympathetic vibrations of incorporeal creatures. Or it can be used as essentially a rudimentary, well, not rudimentary, a intrinsic sunshade. And that seems to be what's happened here. Is he's mm-hmm. used it as if it were glass and uh, in order to protect his eyes from any sort of bright light while he was using it. So it, it's, it's like smashing a gnat with a hammer. It was not necessary for this, except for this little fringe benefit that he got from it. Okay. okay. Uh, except the first part you noticed, which seems actually like the much bigger benefit to uh-huh. the void glass. Yeah, that whole corporeal thing. Can you mention that again? It would typically be used in like a weapon of some sort. To, oh, you to don't you don't say corporeal like a like a giant laser beam at the top of a tower. I mean, like a maybe. spinning mirror in space. <laughs> Could I make a monocle of it? Can I shoot my lightning bolts through it? You make it sound like these are just transition lenses. <laughs> I mean, that's the way he treated this thing. <laughs> He's the exact amount of a dork who would wear transition lenses. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All no, right. he'd have the ones on a hinge where he walks outside. And <laughs> <him down. laughs> the, the, the cool 90s guy? Yeah. Hmm. Jake, you should get some of those. You should. I, You're a cool I should. 90s AT guy. has some. Additionally, it's very, very hard to work. It's about as hard as steel, even though it's wow. glass. So here's the thing: it would be extremely difficult to do it. He he must have added this to the the, the device for a reason. What, what what could he have possibly been gazing at through this that he would need protection from? Maybe he was using it to gaze past the da- the gauntlet. Like maybe this offsets that that light pollution. Uh, possibly, or although that only happened like recently, though. Yeah, yeah, but it might have been happening again. You know. Do we know how old like, the telescope was? Previously, right? Yeah, I guess that's a good you point. Know, we don't know like how the, old I mean, the telescope was. I would assume it would be a few hundred years old, just like everything else there, right? Well, I mean, like not a couple, like 500. 
Yeah, a couple right. of a couple of dozen. Is, is that something? You know what? You're being shallow and pedantic because you're technically it's like calling scrambled eggs boneless chicken. You're That's technically kind of right. You have okay. really no way of knowing how old it is. It's in very, very good shape. Uh, so it could be, as far as you know, it could be ten days old. You know, it could have been laid there as soon as or right before uh Tangletop saw it and wanted it. Right? Um, or it mm. could have been left over from it could have been built before Belcora fell. There's really no way of knowing. I wonder if uh, this was brought in by uh, the intruders that we couldn't find. What was the name of the other pasty contestant? Oh, the king before us. He was um, part of the the Osprey Club. Heldane. I can't remember his name. What'd you say? Heldane, I believe. Starts with an H. I don't think Heldane is correct. Uh, it's like Heilbrook or something. Heilbrook. Heilbrook. That's it. Heilbrook. Okay. Yeah, we're looking. We're looking for Heilbrook and most likely the body of the guy that owes, or owned the uh, thirsty alpaca. Now, I, I I will not pretend to understand all of these all of these astro- astronomy tools, but I am curious. What would happen if we were to stand at the top of the gondolite and then look through this telescope at night? At night. At night. At, at, we're looking through it at the night. Look like, at me. I'm looking through a telescope. I, I don't know. At night. Just to see what we would see. Dear Lord, I don't understand if my grammar's getting through. We would look through the telescope to look at night. Is that what you're look saying? At, look at the night sky. Well, um, okay. So <laughs> look metagaming because Yosef's not here. What if, because it seems like progressively how much time we're spending like RPing through this day and also using some of our resources before the sun even really came up, that probably isn't the greatest idea to go to the gauntlet. By the time we're ready, it's going to be a couple hours until dark. Seems like a bad idea. So I would like to go there at night, is what I'm saying. I wouldn't. Not at all. And I'm thinking that it would probably be smarter to go to Ren's house if you want to try to use the telescope first. And when the sun goes down, use your telescope. Because if you can see a granite rock 40 miles offshore, you're going to see the asshole of every flea that crawls on that building from uh, Rin's place. The point is not to look at it. The point is to look from it. At what? I don't know. (laughs) The exact same question that Todd's been acting. At what? Well, if so, if the gauntlet doesn't manifest, right, if we can't see it, then we'll know why he made it, right? So he could continue his astrological studies while the gauntlet was ongoing. I still don't think that's correct, but we can go for it. Well, I can't think of any better reasons. <laughs> I still want to dip the winnow in that blood and see what happens. Boy, <laughs> dip so the many things to do. Is that what you call dip- it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what are you dipping in? Wait, what? <laughs> what, what are your plans with the we blood? We're just hemorrhaging listeners this episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did I bleed down in my heart? And I feel it. <laughs> my God, I just smelt cigarettes and campfire listening to you guys. Uh, <laughs> Yo, I brought my own coffee percolator for tomorrow morning. <laughs> guess want to try some ayahuasca later? <laughs> You want to fight God? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's the next move, guys? I don't know if people want to reconvene, but I, as Yosef, after finishing that conversation with uh, the would-be werewolf hunters, since I'm on that side of town, I think it would be best for me to check up on Jens Yismarin because uh, I have not seen her in a bit, and I have not given her any updates on Heilbrook. 
still don't know where he is, so I'm gonna let her know. Did you go and see also her two days I've ago? Not been, a, huh? Did you go see her two days ago? Yeah, but I also said I would be back to work like later that night, and then never showed up. So <laughs> if I'm still employed, we need to have a talk. <laughs> It's, it's amazing how much you pour into your characters. I said I had a bunch of PTO laying around, <laughs> but that was just out of my ass. I actually don't. <laughs> I mean, here it's not an earn and burn situation. <laughs> You're going to head over to the Crooksnook? Yeah. All right. Well, you make your way in. Um, it's mid-morning at this point. Maybe, yeah, probably around 11, 12 o'clock in that area. Or now, um, now... It- is is that same guy still here? <laughs> that same guy's always here. Okay. Okay. He's Phil. more drunk. Phil is Phil. more drunk than he typically I'm, is. I'm just going to pat him on the back as I walk back. Well, like, good you morning. Are you on a fight with me? Yeah. 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 But just, uh, just you, just, you wait right here, and I'll tell you when we're ready to go, okay? All right, and he, put, he puts fisticuffs up and then walks backwards into the kitchen. <laughs> I'll get you this time. You wonderful Yusoki, you. Uh, I, I'm going to get you a banana and a glass of water in just a second. Um, <laughs> banana water. <laughs> that means two things. Wasn't that a little biscuit out <laughs> <laughs> It's the one we all asked for, but they never delivered on. <laughs> Who is we? Um, yeah, so I'm going to walk back into the back office that I always imagine that every small restaurant has. That's just like a swiveling chair and a desk and a buckload of paperwork. And, uh, be like, knock, knock. Ahem. Yosef. You have any Hello. news for me? Um, no. Actually, it's quite the opposite. It's one of the reasons I wanted to come check up if on you. You notice I've gotten rid of your jungle gym. We had to bring in a temp. He's got a hunch. I don't like him. Oh my god. I'm gonna Why'd have you have to, to get rid of the jungle gym? Back. We got rid of all the tubes you used to play in. <laughs> I think it's. This I don't know. Your, Actually. We threw I, away I, I, your I, sawdust bed and everything. <laughs> yeah, so. This was your work, but also your playground. I think I've mentioned it before, but I think Yosef, I've said that Yosef has like a trapeze set up basically in the kitchen so he can swing around from place to place and use his body right. weight to cut stuff. So why would she get rid of it if this guy's got a hunch? <laughs> Probably because he's still a normal sized person. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like you're, if anybody's walking through the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. I, I imagine your ropes being like, yay high. Well, no, right? they gotta so be low enough yay, that he can get to them. It's yay high for him. It's, yeah, that's right. yay high for me, but I'm three foot six. I thought you used your spike chain. I mean. Like, is he like Indiana Jonesing around the kitchen? Yeah, I don't, you I know, I, I don't use the spike chain when I cook. It was just that is like definitely a, a metal a wire. Are you making an acrobatics when you're fucking frying potatoes? <laughs> He's just been really lucky so far. Mm-hmm. You know how long it took me to set all of this? You know, it doesn't even matter. We have other things to talk about. Um, well, I'm, just be happy I'm not getting rid of you. I know that I gave you a job. I'm not going to dock you your pay. You're going to get everything that you've been promised because you are still working for me. But I do need results. Uh, that's completely understandable, but uh, I've like almost died four times, so maybe lose the fucking tone. Excuse all right. me? You didn't hear me fucking stutter, all right? I come to you with this information about who I am trying to find for you, and you're already threatening my position. Four this is people not what come I mean in and they break your up. legs. All right, cool. <laughs> then this character is over and I die. The end. <laughs> it's weird. He's not shitting raisins. He's wearing them on the front this time. <laughs> Listen, 
I don't know if you were here this morning, Jens's Mara, but there was a ghost beam of light that shot out of the top of Gotlight, and I had to go take care of that. No, I was in here busy redoing the schedule because you've been jerking off in the gauntlet. Oh, okay. I have no idea what's happened outside of these four walls in a week. Look at this! And he points to me. He's like, how many days have I called in? 18 months. None. Called in. None. <laughs> I've been here five days a week when I should be putting up with everybody else's bullshit for being vermin. And I have my fucking PTO. <laughs> been through this. Okay. So if you want to put that in some severance pay, fine. But what I'm coming to tell you while you're working on schedules and pinching septums is that there is a fucking laser beam. I was playing too much Skyrim. Septums. Septums. I was really into Skyrim, but that's just what I couldn't think of gold coin, and that's what came up. <laughs> and he's like, uh, there are undead crawling out of the graveyards from the place that I have... A laser shot out of the gauntlet. There are vampiric mist and mifflets and undead worms and everything in the basement, and I have no idea where the fuck Heilbrook went. I found his boat in what I assumed to be a campsite because it was still smoldering when I got there, but he is nowhere in sight. Now, it's very also be... Where it's not just him, the people that came with him. There's at least three of them. Well... I didn't see any of them. Do you know what I did see? A river drake. Did we? Did you see a river drake? We never saw it. You never seen it. She doesn't know that. He also sounds like uh, he would be really hard to manage in a job. And yeah. again, I wonder how much how much Jake went into. <laughs> <laughs> Jake would never say this to any of his yeah, management. Like, what, maybe lead with that next time instead of being like, I don't have any updates for you, but don't fire me. <laughs> instead of being like, I've been fighting zombies. I ain't found your guy yet. Bye. <laughs> you know that you've been late to work, Lewis. Like, I've gone unconscious like five times in the last two days. Shut the fuck up. I know you've been at the crow's casks. <laughs> it's a binge. Yeah. Right? All right. How about I've gone unconscious from trauma? How about that? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Right. That's just called working to... in a restaurant. So Yeah, true. So <laughs> I am going to tell her, um, I have not seen... On the, at least on the first floor of either buildings, the auxiliary or the gauntlet keep itself any sign of Heilbrook being anywhere except that outside building. And if he went downstairs from there, he's as good as fucking dead as far as I'm concerned, because we almost all died fighting one creature. I still need a, a sign of death or life or something. Perhaps, but I do also know that you're not the kind to give me the full pieces of information all at once, so I was hoping that if you had anything else that you could help me with, that now would be the time. Because it's been days, and unless they have food and water with them, and they're not already dead, the clock is ticking. I truly do not. I recommend he not go to the gauntlet. I'm sorry for my behavior. It's just been very, very stressful the last several days. I was hoping that maybe you would be able to give me something, but I don't know where Heilbrook or his compatriots are. I don't know. I saw the boat that they took there that had the little Osprey Club carving on it, so I know it belonged to them. But since then, I have seen no sign. That's my boat. They took my boat. Were they not supposed to take your boat? They weren't even supposed to go to the Godlight. Help me, okay. 
It's my boat. Wait, bring me my boat. <laughs> no. So they. It's really strange. I'm trying to figure out why they would risk their lives and directly disobey you and steal from you in the same breath. There must be something that they know. Halbrook has a hunger. He just. He's also quite stupid. It's not that good of a cook either. <laughs> Vindictive. Right? I'm good at one thing, all right? What a <laughs> I'm good at two things. Certainly not tripping. <laughs> yeah, how many people have you tripped, Michael? I'm keeping that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know, I have the most trips out of anybody in this party, right? Now. <laughs> no, like in character, though. Like, you're not very- He's batting a .002. Still got more than everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and no, in, tri- in, in real life, one. I am the tripping master, and it's of myself. I constantly fall and eat shit. <laughs> if uh, you've got uh, nothing else, I have to start interviewing more cooks because this guy's not working out. I should probably bring in some of those uh, illithids from uh, from Absalom. <laughs> I- that has to get cut. You know, you know that, that has to get union. cut. They're never gonna know. Nope. Nope. Sidebar in our in oh. our first game that we played, our Rise of Rune Lords campaign. I just put a throwaway joke in that all of the kitchen staff of all of the restaurants <laughs> in Absalom are actually mind flayers, <laughs> and they like put their tentacles up in like hairnet type things. Just it was a great visual. I really enjoyed oh it. My god. Oh my god! I have to keep all that. It's, it was good. It that was, was good. good. Yeah, that was a good personal joke. <laughs> I mean, not for nothing, but I'm pretty sure that the uh, I think the I think we were talking about how that guy that owns Crow's Cask was not doing very well either. I wonder if they can help each other out somewhere or another. Maybe, maybe. You know, um, the owner of Crow's Cask seems to be struggling a bit lately with trying to keep any clientele. Not trying to disparage the name of his business, but if you're looking for somebody who is capable and might be able to give you a hand, he is somebody you should look into. I will say that his brews are very, very fine. Probably the finest in town. Certainly better than ours, but ours are certainly cheaper as well. He's also a decent cook. He, He was very close to taking me in the competition this year. Albrook, not so much. Interesting. Well, I may see if he's got some spare time or maybe contract him for some work, but at any rate. And you're sure you have nothing else you can give me about Heilbrook and his compatriots? You don't know anything about maybe what they were looking for? Nothing about why they would suddenly disobey you, steal your boat, and then disappear after nothing. months and months of service? Nothing. Also, do you know anything about the, uh... Oh, never mind. I wasn't there for when you guys figured out it was void glass that would be breaking the fourth wall. Never mind. Yeah, I think that's all I have to say to her. Listen, I don't know exactly when I'm going to be done doing this. Um, and I, uh... I only thought this was going to be a couple of days, but this is proving to be evidently more difficult than I am... Listen, there's only a handful of people that I trust enough to talk about what's going on inside of the Gauntlet. And I've known you longer than almost anybody else in town besides Brelda. There is something deeply insidious going on underneath that keep. And I don't know how long it's going to take me to find out. But, um... 
I do know that what is in there is a extreme evil that opposes everything I believe on on every axis. And I, as a follow- follower of Phrasma, cannot allow this to continue in my home. I came here to settle down and be done, and I'm not going to have this destroyed by whatever abomination is brewing in that vault. He <laughs> said the words. Thanks, folks. There's the title. <laughs> and that is why I must be Superman 4, the symbol of peace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you this because I have come very close to dying a couple of times. Please do not tell Brelda. She will freak out a lot, and I don't want to deal with that right now. Uh, but it is far more dangerous than people have made it sound, and it sounds like it's just getting worse. I don't know what's underneath that keep, and I don't know how long it'll be until I'm done, or if this won't kill me at some point. Well, you do what you think you need to do. Once you uh, find what's left of them, as far as I'm concerned, you can Continue on or stop. I won't, won't make any decision for you. I don't think you're not cared for here. Just don't make any stupid or rash decisions, yes? I hope to come back and continue to cook for you. Until then, may today not be your day. And he leaves. Wow. May today not be your day? It is a saying. It is a saying by the voices of the spire, which are a clerical warrior group of Phrasma, saying that today should not be the day that you die. May today not be the day that you go to the boneyard. Oh, and what do we say to death? Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It's like may today not <laughs> be. What your do we day. say to death? This is a different fandom. <laughs> Season eight didn't exist. <laughs> that show sucked. So he will. Turn and walk out, and I'm a, I, last I knew, my compatriots are heading to the Dawnflower, so I'll meet them there, and we'll say that we all meet up when they're done talking with Bandy. I imagine that you show up there about the time that they're walking out of the Dawnflower yeah. library. Okay. Meet them on the steps, be like, all right, so, what did she have to say about that uh, special telescope? Precious little. Damn, we've gained very little knowledge. Nothing. A whole lot Wait. of nothing. I'm hoping that uh, your efforts today have been more fortuitous. Uh, yes and no. More or less, Rin just followed the, uh, or, or went around to the, the, the bazaar south side of town to talk to Kilkano and the the, uh, the, the, the lycanthrop- lycanthropy hunters, whatever they're called, werewolves. It's not my first language. But um, I don't know. I, at first I felt kind of conflicted because I did kind of believe her in saying that this creature must have been dead because it's been so many years, but I don't know. The only thing that she has to go on is the fact that it fell off a cliff and she didn't see where it landed. And it wouldn't be the first time I've heard of something surviving a fall like that. So I don't know. I don't want Kilkano to waste most of his year's earnings just trying to pay some werewolf hunters to chase after something that doesn't exist. But 
I don't know. Beyond that, I went to uh, the Crookshnook to talk to my boss and see if she maybe had any other information on Heilbrook, but uh, she doesn't. She still doesn't understand why they disobeyed her. It turns out that boat that they were in was hers, and she didn't even know that they had stolen it. So Heilbrook and two or three of his other compatriots are still somewhere underneath the gauntlets, and I am becoming less and less uh, confident that they are still alive with more time that we waste. However, and he looks up at the sky, what time is it? Around noon. Around about. Between 11 and noon. I I could go today because I I still have most of my energy about me and can afford to, but I know that some of you have expended your abilities for the day and if we were to rest now, we wouldn't get to the gauntlet until it was dark, which we haven't done before. Now, this is what you all want. Because I do not want to wait to go back. I feel like every minute wasted, or every minute here is a minute wasted. But at the same time, I'm, I worry about running in headfirst into the dark when we know that that river drake is going to be out on top of whatever else happens. We don't know what happens to the gauntlet at night. We've never been there. We know that we don't want to. We know that the gauntlet makes it really feel like we shouldn't be there at night, which is another reason I don't want to go. But I understand why Solus does. So, thoughts from the party? Uh, we have been there at night. That's how we met the, uh, <laughs> the as you would call, blood lady. I mean, I would call it more twilight, but go on. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm at 100%, and I, I won't answer sooner than later. Okay. I'm always up for a fight, guys. My position is known. I wish to see the premises at nighttime. I thought this was like a rallying Braveheart moment. <laughs> <laughs> but today is not that day. It's a bright dawn, a red dawn, and a new sun rises. Keshek, would you be willing to follow us? Yes, Keshek, you've already found a way to find common cause with us. Why don't you... Join us for a venture into the gauntlet. Indeed. Uh, hopefully you'll not begrudge me my decreased efficacy. Those were way too big of words for me. I love this loquacious lizard. I, I do have some abilities that uh, would need to be recharged. Uh, however, at this juncture, uh, why not go... Uh, Head first. Dive head first into the swimming pool, the shallow end. The part that kills people. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Yeah, this is exactly what that feels like. <laughs> Out of curiosity, what is what is Kashak's uh, intelligence? It's not great. <laughs> is it higher than 14? He's, uh, he's 14. Oh. Ah, we're we're the smartest members of this party, baby. No, he's got a he's got a reward of the day dictionary calendar rather my intelligence is like a nine at best and i know these words come on (laughs) the word of today is pejorative loquacious efficacy shallow end (laughs) (laughs) all right so are you you guys know of two ways down right you found that secret door Uh, In episode six, you found a secret door. And then in episode 11, you found a door. No, I'm sorry. That was episode 12. You found a door 
that goes down in the auxiliary building and found that rotting maggot thing. That I, I, us. I think we should head down the door in the uh, in the main complex. The one that moaned. Yeah. So the one we found in episode six. But that's where we heard the moans from, and that seems like a bad idea. All right. Oh, boy. Why? We were handily able to dispatch a whole bunch of undead earlier. I don't know. I, I feel really good about the uh, the jerked lamprey room. I think we should go back there. I don't. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. No. Okay, so you guys make your way into the gauntlet. And you make your way towards the secret room. Is that me in the lead? I mean, yes, but I'm not. I just put you all in there. Right? You're just in a room. This room is safe. Okay, I wouldn't have just <laughs> dropped you like that into a... You guys make your way into the secret door. Pretty much in the center of the gauntlet. Um, make your way down the stairs. And uh, you make your way into... Um, a room that looks almost like it would have been a reception area. There's some chairs on the east wall of the room, but otherwise it's pretty much empty. Um, what do you guys want to do? That, that that middle chair looks like it's leaning up against the wall kind of awkwardly. I'd like to investigate. Well, Billiam just sat in it, so would Billiam notice uh, <laughs> a disturbance in this chair as he sat down? Um, let me tell this you. Is, this isn't a regular chair. Oh, I'm Chairs fall. Billion takes 1d6 wood damage. <laughs> he gets a lot of splinters in his buttocks. He loses a new virginity. <laughs> this is definitely not a regular chair. Oh, God. Bill needs two things and two things quick. He needs a pair of ice tongs and a friend that can keep a secret. Bill, you <laughs> notice immediately when you sit in that chair, the room, the, the door, the wall behind you pivots into a door. Well done, Billiam. So Yosef will look at everybody and then go and put a little finger over his mouth and go, and I would like to, I think it's avoid notice. Sure. I think it's yes, the, is avoid the notice. notice is exactly what it is. Yeah, I think we should follow the expert on this one. Yeah, yeah, if you can. I'm going to move out of the way so I come in the rear. So you're, you're bringing up our six, right? Yeah. All right. So you make your way out into this hallway. Um, it's long. It's about 10 feet wide. It's got a vaulting, vaulted ceiling that arches up to about 12 feet. Um, and there's three broken metal brackets hanging from the ceiling. One on the north, there's one to the south, and there's one roughly in the middle. Uh, but it's not clear really what, what those once held. Uh, the floor is covered in bits of rotten wood and twisted metal. And to the north, there's a pale green green light shimmering under a closed door's frame. It's like undulating and shimmering a bit. Oh no. I am going to turn directly to my east as Solus is the person closest behind me and be like all the way to the north with this hallway there is a green glowing light that looks eerily similar to the gauntlet. Be careful. Gonna peek around the corner. Yes, I see it too. I'm going to... First, I want to go to my south and see what I see. I see two doors, I think. Yep, just a pair of doors. I don't see any other creatures in here, it seems, right? Or at least as no, far as I know. No, you do not see anything else in here as far as you can tell. I'm, I'm going to wave my compatriots forward, but still urge them to be as quiet as they can. 
And I'm going to look at Solus and be like, what do you think? We go south and check these doors, or do you want to go directly towards that light? No, let's check these doors to the south first. That that eerie that eerie light has me worried. I'm going to take this door to the east. We take that door to the west. Bring the sure. rest of them with us. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to listen to the door to the east. Uh, Alright. Perception, if you would, because I know you gotta roll it. So you hear what appear what sounds like almost like a workshop working on the other side of that door. Just ding, 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 ding. There's things going on on the other Wait, side really? of the door. Yes. Oh, it's like the Terminator oh. factory. Um, Yosef immediately upon turning to that is going to like turn to Solus and like everybody, he's going to look up the hallway towards Billiam and Tovin to be like, and like snap his fingers, be like, point at this door. He's like, there's something in here. Do we want to breach? It sounds like, it sounds like a workshop. Somebody's working on something. Solus is going to draw his shield. William, draw your weapon. They'll pull out his great axe. Tovin already his new hand crossbow. I'm going to turn to. I'm just, I'm going to do that thing where I like I tell everybody what I want to do. Then I'm going to turn and look at William and just look up. And be like, smash. And I uh, I would like to try to stealthily open this door. Closer. We're all crowding behind this door. We are going to breach and clear. Blue team, go. So you open this door very slowly, more or less silent. Um, you see into this room. Um, it smells like rust and grime, like a workshop rugs, wood, uh, oil, rotten wood, grime. There's stacks of splintered furniture, pieces of weapons and armor, frayed coils of ropes and jagged shards of metal, bits of trash and heaps on the walls of the room. There's a cold, unlit forge in an alcove to the west, on the west side of this room. Oh, no. To the north are several heavy timbers, and they're wedged up against a door to keep it shut. In there, there are two creatures, and I will share to you what they look like, Yosef. I can't see them, though, right? Because yeah, I'm no, around like, this you, corner. You, I will say that when you peeked in, you got around the corner, so I'm going to go ahead and share this because these are fun. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna stand right here. There Whoa, are two what things the fuck that look like this. What in the looks like a demented dick. Dobby. Wow. Wait, are those mushroom eyes yeah. or no? They are intently working on something. It looks like uh, to your untrained eye, maybe like a ballista that they Ooh. are attempting to do something to. Yosef is pretty it's handy. Double-barreled crossbow. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like Yosef is pretty crafty. He can put to, he, he, he can hold his own in this, but he does not know what the fuck he's looking at. Um, before, is there going to be any combat breaking out or something? Or are you going to be like, and at that moment? Because if not, I'd like to try to identify these creatures. Um, no, you you are you are good enough on your stealth check that you're you're good right now. Okay. Um, what is what would it be to try to figure uh, out what this is? You do society. Society. I have a plus six to society. Does All anybody... right. Here we go. Does anybody have like a... Can you... Uh, wait, before we do that, does anybody have a better society? And if not, would you like to aid? I got a five. I got plus six. One. Okay. Could I get some... I, I guess... I don't know if we've actually touched on this. And if we have, I forgot. Yeah. Aiding uh, is rough and, and too e. Okay. If I remember correctly. Yeah. It's... um. Typically, it's a whole action. Um, The DC is fairly high. So what about that's guidance? why I kind of wanted some aid. 
Uh, that would work too. You but could give like, him guidance. Well, okay, I'll to no, I'll give him guidance. You aid because you got more society than I do. I'll aid. Okay. You go ahead and roll your society to aid. You can roll that because that's um that's not a secret check to do that. You succeed. What's your proficiency in society? Plus six. I'm trained. Trained. Okay. So that is going to add for a trained uh, plus two to Yosef's check, which I'm going to secret roll. Okay. So well, well. Okay. So that would make it a plus eight, and then Tovin is giving me guidance. So that's plus nine. Cool. For this. So roll. I'm going to add three to whatever I get here. Okay. Yeah. You recognize this somehow. Maybe you saw it in a book or you heard tale about it in your in your life. This is a Morlock. This is specifically oh, an engineer oh, among the Morlocks. Morlocks. They're that very so crafty. F- they're they're quite intelligent. Um and very strong. So crafty, strong, intelligent. They have crazy fucking weird beady eyes. Do I know if they're hostile, chaotic? Good, evil, like what? What are, what are they? How are they going to react to me if I'm just like, hey, how's it going? They're not good. Okay. No. Nope. They're typically not good. You don't know about these specifically, but they are typically not good. But they are fairly fragile, brittle, frail creatures. So, I'm going to be using coded language going forward to try to tell you things about them rather than being all out loud like they're well saves, they're high save because I think that's dumb. Okay. So. Infer what you will by me saying that they're fairly frail creatures. So a, I guess that's your meta way of saying a, a shitty fortitude save. Yeah, fort. Yeah, okay. Um, with that in mind, then, I am going to turn and look at my compatriots and be like, do you guys know what the motorlocks are? I haven't a clue. All right. Well, uh, I've been incredibly intelligent and... In- evil beings, Solas. How do you feel about evil beings? I tend to not like them. Well, as it turns out, they're pretty frail. So I am going to look up and smile at Billiam and pat him on the calf and walk past him <laughs> back out of the room. And I'm going, and as soon as I get behind <laughs> both, I'm, go- I'm going to walk yeah. right underneath the legs of Solas and Billiam. As soon as I do, I'm going to turn and go. <laughs> then I'm going to draw my sword as well. He did gesture. Go ahead. I, I put both of my arms forward like, go yeah. on. This is for you. I will be right behind you. All when right, I say well, drawing my sword, I say, I mean, I'm drawing Lucy. Also, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm, I'm also not right behind them. I'm going to go to the door to the north. The All right. The door to the north. There is a, a door about 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 right, feet. And you could see that, that that you could infer yeah. based on what you were in there. That will get you in there. So are we going to yeah, go Yeah, this ahead? is the other side. We're going to go ahead and roll for initiative right now. Yep. Ah. Oh, sh- oh, you were already in the initiative tracker. Ah. And you, everyone roll for initiative. Oh, oh my goodness. Baby. I, I swear this happens to me every time, but I roll a natural one for a Nice. Nine. I got uh, a natural... Converse- I rolled a natural 20 for a 26. Nice. I rolled a natural 20 for yeah. a 28. Yeah. I rolled an 18 for a 24. Cool. Please let this be the, the base of what we're going to roll right now. Cool. No. No. What? I rolled a 14. Because <laughs> I roll a 1 almost oh. every time. <laughs> no one cares about you, Tom. So I rolled a 9 for a 14. You say that until you're dead. It's, ha- <laughs> True. it's happened several times. Yes. And you... <laughs> You are up first, Yosef. You kind of have the drop on them. They they drop their what they're working on, and you can hear them murmuring to one another. Uh, they 
speak under common. Anybody here speak under common? Uh, I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do as well. I don't think I do. Nope. So then we can take them. We will take them for the glory of the ghost queen. We will take them. That's, if you can understand under common, that's what you hear them murmuring. Uh, I do not have under common. I don't know that. Um, what I'm going to do instead, what I, so I rolled my initiative and it had like a plus eight bonus. And I don't think that's right because I explicitly said that I was avoiding notice, which would have been, um, my stealth and what I wanted. And the reason I'm doing it, just make my initiative too lower. I would have the same as Raymond, but what the reason I'm bringing this up is because a part of my class feature if I could read it for you. <clears throat> Surprise attack. You spring into combat faster than foes can react. On the first round of combat, if you roll deception or stealth for initiative, creatures that have not acted are flat-footed to you. Perfect. Wow. All right. So um, I'm actually going to put you in the ray. What's your... You both rolled a natural 20, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah we did. Jesus. So it's just a roll off to see who goes yeah, first. Yeah, do a quick roll. Both of you roll a d20. Uh, I got a 13. <laughs> I think my foundry has frozen. Yeah, no, you got it. I can't see anything. You rolled a six. Ah, I see two dice that are frozen on my screen. Neat. Uh, Yosef goes first anyway. Cool. I am going to uh, use my first action to open this door. All right. I said that we had pulled our weapons out before yes, we had opened. Did. So I'm going to move 5, 10, 15, 20 feet directly behind this creature as uh, my first action or my second action and uh, then being flat footed does that reduce the reflex DC no okay cool then I'm just going to roll to attack then attack not trip or anything I think so okay go for it yeah I, I want to try to get some damage in and if he starts hurting me then I'll trip him uh, All so right. let's, let's do it up this should be one higher because of the potency so 21 to hit that's a hit. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Flat-footed damage, baby. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Ooh, 12 points of damage Ooh, on the dang, first smack. Dude, nice. Nice. And, he, and, and, and you completely caught him unawares. He had no idea there was somebody coming from behind him. So you snuck up, popped him right in the back, and he kind of oh, recoils in pain. Yeah, like Yosef swings it and then brings it down vertically right on his spine across his back. Whoosh. Surprise! And uh, I think that's all three of my actions. This should be the end of my turn. Excellent. Open the door, move in, and hit. All right, Billiam, you're up. I just pulled you back into Thank the scene. You. Yep, I was just going to say. All right. Uh, so Billiam has his great axe drawn. And yep. uh, my great, I have an idea. Bill has an idea. He's, you know, that, that in-battle intelligence is kicking in. And so uh, before anything, he sees the Mor- what is it, Morlock. Is that what it's called? Yes, a Morlock. Morlock. He sees one right in front of him and one, and he just saw Yosef come in and be like, oh, so, Bill is going to t- attempt a swing at this Morlock that's right in front of him first. So, let's roll that first with my great axe. Ba, 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 ba. I it is, I, I forgot to mention, it is pitch dark in here as well. Good thing Good we all got dark, dark vision. vision. All have, <laughs> we all have dark vision. You do. Yep, yep. 18. That's a hit, Billiam. Excellent. 18. Billiam takes a big swing. Damn! Oh, I don't see it yet. Almost, Almost max. Points of damage. Beautiful. Damn, it's a shame you weren't raging already. Yeah. Right. Cut. I know. Um, 
seeing Solus right behind me and seeing Yosef up above me, I would like to move for my second action <gasps> here. Baby! And with my great axe, I have the sweet oh trait, which means I get a plus one circumstance bonus if I attack a different target this turn using oh the same weapon. Goodness. Nice. Yeah. Nice. The brain on bread. <laughs> I'm only the smart one I'm fighting. Yeah, it's, it's only fun. <laughs> I swing one more time. Uh, this guy's flat footed. Doubly, I guess. Um, but now he'll be flat-footed the next turn too. Uh, 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 so my, my this is my last action, but my second attack. All uh, right. And that is a fourteen. That is. Oh, and you get a plus one to that, though. Oh, I do get a plus one. But that's still a mess. Ah, well, at least I'm here, and now Solus can move in, and that will end my turn. All right, Solus, you are up. All right, I'm going to run into the room behind Billiam and adjacent to the first guy he dealt massive damage to. And I'm going to try to intimidate him. All right, you the the first one that, that Billiam hit? Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and roll a, a intimidation check. Okay, that is a 12 for an 18. And you speak under common, you said? I do. That is not enough, unfortunately. Uh, my voice he, cracks a little he bit. He just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> and you understand, I have been fortified by my resolve for the ghost queen herself. Okay, then undeterred, I'm going to take a strike with Lucy. All right, go for it. That is a 17 for a 25. That's a hit, buddy. Nice. All right, then damage. Damn damage. That is maximum damage of 12. Oh my god. Jesus. You are just crunching these guys. And is that all three actions there, buddy? Yeah, that is. Yep. Well, they also have ranged weapons, too, and we just got up all in their shit. And if this is anything like first edition, they have a really really bad time attacking with ranged weapons. Yeah, so these things, you know, you definitely caught them unaware, and you have rocked their world. This one on the north, he draws a giant warhammer from his pack. So that's his first action. Wait, giant sized? No, just it's big. Not mechanically giant. He pulls a, <laughs> a, a, a warhammer as his first action. And then he is going to move to the same space as the other Morlock. They can do that? Yes, they are allowed to do that. They have something called swarming stance, which means they can oh, share the same space. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And they get a circumstance bonus to attack when they do so. I bet they do. Wow. And then okay. he is going to make an attack on Billiam. Bring it on. So here it comes down, attempting to hit you with this war hammer. 26 to hit. That is a hit. Shit. All right. And that's going to do 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Nothing. Solus is going to use Retributive Strike. Here of we go. He so you're going to take four fewer damage. Damn, that's such a good ability. So for those of you that can't do math, that's seven points of damage instead of 11. <laughs> and Thank he's you. going to make a strike at retaliation. Of course he will. <laughs> do you see what you get? Skadoosh. That is a nine for a 17. That is a miss. God damn it. Damn right. it. Wait, I forgot. My attack was actually 27. That's not a crit. No, it's not. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah, you missed me just barely. And that's the end of that one's turn. All right, the other one gets a shot now. 
He's also going to take an action to pull out a Warhammer. And this time he's coming after Sobus with his. So here he comes down. And that is a natural two for 50. That is a miss. I would imagine it to be a miss. Mm-hmm. Come on, big money, let's go. <laughs> he's, oh, man. And he's going to attempt the second attack. Ooh, that's a miss. That's another 13 to hit. Yep, that's a miss. Well, shoot. That's <laughs> the end of him. That's great. What are you talking about, shoot? Kashak, what can you do from out there in the hallway? Well, I can't see shit, Captain. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to try to move inwards. There he is. So that's 15 feet. I don't see any critters. It's right in front of you, dude. Oh. Right there. There's two of them in the same space. That's both of them, right? Yes. Well, you know what they say. If there's two of them, should probably try to use electric arc. All right, go for it. Ah, yes. I remember my grandfather pulled me aside at church <laughs> and said, you know, Todd, when in doubt. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of things in the public school system. Yeah. <laughs> but, but when <laughs> but there's two remember, of them, you always use electric, electric arc. <laughs> if they're close enough, don't forget. The first one critically succeeds its reflex save of the 29. And the second one critically succeeds with a 28. My gosh. Anything that requires it. And you've got one more. Oh, that was two actions. So that's that's two actions. You are in a dangerous place, aren't you? I am. If only I could have seen what was happening. (laughs) Uh, So Tovin's going to run past Kashak and head to the corner of the room. Yeah, uh, a little warning next time. Um, No, I'm going to use one action to move into that corner and put myself in harm's way and I'm going to spend my other two actions to uh, uh, cast Guidance on Solus and Billiam and that's it that's oh so my you ca- cast Guidance on two people twice yeah so I'm gonna I'm just gonna point one palm at each of them and just uh, yell we're counting on you alright Yosef you're up okay so what I want to do obviously is like trip them right because that's what my character is good at but I'm a acutely aware that reflex is their best save and they're also not doing a lot of damage right now and it's just their attack that's going up when they're in the same spot not anything else and they're already flat footed so tripping them is not going to make it any easier for anybody else to hit them but it requires them to spend an action to get up that is true but I also wanted to try to do something else besides tripping which I want to roll a disarm Oh, okay. So you do realize how disarm works. I'm looking at it right now. It's pretty shitty. How so? Because you have to get a crit success to actually do anything. Oh, you're right. It just attempts to disarm. They get a. It lowers their attack if you succeed, but it doesn't actually make them lose oh, that's, their weapon. That's so lame. Okay. Yeah, it's just going to be better to trip them then. It's going to be the same DC. I was hoping taking their weapon out of their hand would just, like, freak them out and it might be easier to make them concede and give up. But if I make one of them prone, they might not also get that bonus to being in the same spot, at least momentarily. So I'm going to... I think I'm going to go for that with uh, my plus. I think it's a plus eight. I always have to relook this up every time. It is a plus eight, but I also have this new magical weapon, so it's a plus nine! So, right? Because I had the magical effect for... Okay, cool. Uh, so did, for the trip, shit, roll off. Uh, that is a twenty-one. 
That does not succeed. That's a failure. Okay. Um, damn. Okay, yeah, I just like try to sweep at their feet and they both jump over it at the same time. Be like, all right, we'll see if this works again. And I'm just going to roll to hit with a uh, only a plus four. Uh, natural three for a seven. Yeah, no, that's that's no good either. No, really? Okay. Um, I'm not really sure there's a whole lot more I can do with that. I don't want to try to roll the trip these things with an incredibly high DC at like a, a minus one. Uh, so, and, and I don't speak under comments, so I can't try to intimidate them either. Shit. Well, you can. You just get a minus. Yeah, but my intimidation's only a plus four. You know what? I might as well try. You are completely surrounded on all sides. I highly suggest that you surrender. And I will do so by gesticulating wildly by pointing at all of my friends and then doing one of these things like, come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Eh, come on. Come on. So, plus, plus four to this roll. I got a 14 for an 18. So, uh, does an 18 intimidate? No, it does not. Then that's the end of my turn. I'm running with it. That's I'm. I cash it is late, and so is Tobin. And I'm just so mad. I begin raging. All right. So you just went into a rage there. Yeah, because my friends are just looking at this guy not being in the places they're supposed to be. No, I uh, I was hit by a weapon, and then I see my friend uh, Yosef next to me try all these really really. Uh, intricate movesets and these guys just making him look like a fool and it enrages me let out a mighty roar not one to intimidate them because I was going to try but it's it's a little much Um, so I'm going to rage and then I'm going to just go for same thing I did last time so they're occupying the same space but I don't think that matters for sweep correct I can still no you can still okay perfect then yeah same thing so it's basically one attack right after the other Uh, hit one hit the other so great attacks at plus nine because I have guidance. Oh! oh I saw that. Oh, the 20! <laughs> there it is. Uh, nice. Excellent. So that will be... Well, that's um, a crit. Crit damage oh. on the first one. And I will let uh, you decide. What, 22 points of damage. Yeah. I would like to say that that's on wow. the one that I didn't hit previously, but if... I can't remember which one that one was, though. I hit the bottom one first. To be fair, they're on top of each other. Yeah, yeah that's true. that's so. trying to figure out which one is which. Yeah. He'd probably just start reading from the top down. Yeah, that's what I'm going to end up doing. And uh, I'd like you to describe your kill on that yes. one. Yes. I'm ju- just the rage fills me, and I, I, I know I'm going to be doing this uh, double attack of sorts, so I'm not giving it all of my gusto. And as it comes down, I can see the shine of the pointy part of my great axe just cleave right into his neck but with it with not enough force where i can pull it out look the other one dead in the eyes and attack it one more time oh boy hitting it and i get so i get a plus two additional plus two to this roll 17 for a 22 that's a hit finish it i don't even know why i came and 10 points of damage not too shabby. All right. Bored. He is <laughs> hurting. Oof. I felt good. Well, him and, and his I, compatriot look- were just dancing side to side <laughs> in the same space, and then the yep. other one gets pinned to the wall with an axe blade. I look at Joseph and go, did I fuck up or am I good? You're good. You're good. Keep doing that. <laughs> so us, you're up. This one is, is not doing good. He's freaked out because his uh, companion is gone. 
Yeah, I'm just going to take a strike. All right, go for it, man. That is a 16 for a 24. That's a hit, buddy. Okay. Nine points of damage. All right. He's still standing, even after all this time. Okay. Swipe number two. That is a 19 for a 22. That's a hit, buddy. All right. Six points of damage. Oh, man. You're so close. He is. He's just bleed now. He's. My God. He's not doing good. He's. He's. He's supporting himself with half his hammer, barely able to hold it up. Okay, action number three. Gonna put this guy out of his misery. Oh, oh my fucking god. Oh, that is a 19 for a 17. That's a mess. Because you're not flanking. If only you were flanking. Right. Alright, it's its turn. And it is gonna just swing widely, wildly so as to try to stop whatever assault is coming at it. Don't kill it. Don't kill it, anyone. That's an 18 to hit. Get, get we just give him... He, Solus is going to use don't, reactive... Don't, don't, don't. Solus <laughs> is going to use reactive shield to lift up his shield, snap it into place, and raise his AC by two. So that is a All miss. All right. And second attack, an 18, so another miss, right? Yeah. And final attack, because just can't move anywhere. And he's got nothing else he can do here, really. 18 to hit again. My God. Uh, yeah, okay. I, if I would have rolled that first one the first time. And as and as he... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, no. The um, the raise the shield only applies towards the uh, the triggering attack. Okay, so, so... Yeah, both of those attacks met. Oh, my gosh, really? All right. Yeah, so that's uh, a hit on both of them. So the first yeah. one, 14 points of damage. Okay. And the second one... Seven points of damage. All so right. 21 I'm points of damage. 21. All right. Risky surgery coming yeah. up. <laughs> You're salivating. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all right. I still have nine. I still have nine HP. I'm okay. And, and, and he, as he does that, he, he looks invigorated from his success. He's, he's, you know, he's kind of hooting and hollering and hopping a bit. Kashak, you have this. I'm going to make an intimidate check. Okay. Go for it. I am supposed to be good at this and I speak while I can intimidate anyone I was actually trying to load Wanderer's Guide but it was taking a thousand years because I know that Undercommonal was one of my languages. I'm making a check That's a bad face That's, a, like that's that face a natty joke. one right? Yeah. Is that a natty one? I'm not sure. I think he's immune to your demoralization attempts for 24 hours Yeah I think that's I think he is So is there an, there's got to be another non intimidation based because I'm not trying to scare him. He's already gotten the shit kicked out of him, right? I'm trying to reason with the critter. Well, that's a diplomacy. Yeah, but I don't know what the but diplomacy is. You can't really do called. that in the middle. Well, you can't really you can't do a diplomacy to change their opinion of you in the middle of combat. Yeah, we just murdered a, one of his friends. I think that's unless you be have hard. a specific feat to do that. And that's a that is a a legendary level diplomacy feat. It's like a level 18 I was looking at the other day. The character I was building. So what are our options in terms of submitting this thing without killing it? Non-lethal damage. Or, alternatively, after it goes down, it's not automatically dead. We could just heal it. We just have been 
walking over that fact the entire time because we would never do that. But the fact of the matter is that it's so hard to die in second edition, like immediately. There's no reason that we couldn't fix him up and bring him back to consciousness as soon as he falls. Right. All right. I am going to use telekinetic projectile on him, I guess. All right, go for Ooh. it. I'm going to grab, grab some of the crap laying around. Preferably a chair and just just hit him over the head with it. Kill. Go for it. I'm going to watch him dodge and waste everybody's time. Uh, Roll a four for a total of 12. Yeah, that's a miss there, buddy. He just <laughs> ducks out of the way, reinvigorated by his sudden success with his warhammer. Cool. Well, I guess we could also just butcher him. <laughs> <laughs> just zap him again. He can't. He's out of actions. All right, Tovin, you're up. I know exactly what you're going to do already. Okay. I'm just going to reach out and actually just with a dainty index finger, touch him on the forehead and hit him with chill touch. Okay. And that's a reeve fortitude. Yep. I'm very surprised you didn't just admonish and ray him. I thought about it, but I don't want to waste a spell slot. That's a, that's a level one spell. That's well, so Ray's a, been doing enough recently. That's a 19. Yeah. So I think oh that's my. a success. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 18. Okay. Well, I well, take then. half damage though, right? Um, yeah. It's unless it's a crit success. Yep. I take half damage. Yep. So here you go. I'm going to roll. And he takes three points of damage. As he, you hit him with that chill touch, that, area of cold that you touch him with spreads across his entire body it stops his heart and he falls over dead <sighs> and I'll see you next Ghost. week <laughs> oh I'm so happy <laughs> oh my god oh I killed him with a can you just Elsa from Frozen gets yeah. a kill yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you did it Tobin you get a live person oh, kill. he's oh murdered a doll and a, and a morlock Tobin's, Tobin's becoming like an MVP when it comes out that and like Tint uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Characters and original storylines are the property of Roll for Intent. Music for this podcast provided by Dark Fantasy RPG Studio, Michael Gilvey, Kevin McLeod, and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. <laughs> <laughs>